or even frustrations about the games, your team, your league, and performances of players. Let's go! Welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to C, Ren, and PJ, man. What's going on this week? How are you guys doing? Good, man. Um, hanging in there, you know. A lot going on in the world. <laughs> it's a whole lot going on in the world. A lot having a day. Yeah, man. It's uh, It's been a tough weekend, man, right? Yeah. Protesting and just... I mean, how? I, I, just like I said before, man. I still I had to talk with my son and just reviewing it, watching TV with them, and just kind of trying to show him and make sure he understands what's going on. How, how are you guys, man? How, how did that conversation happen with your son, man? Yo, for me, man. Um, I haven't. I mean, my son, my ten-year-old, is seeing a lot of a lot of it on TV, and he's asking questions and all that stuff. And I, yeah, I, I don't try to hide anything from him. I try to explain exactly what's going on. Um, he's he's cool with it. Um, he you can see that he's trying to understand it. You know what I mean? Especially like uh, the past weekend with the looting and all that good stuff. Uh, he was wondering why you know why are people fighting. That's how he looks at it. Um, but I, I, you know I try to educate him in regards to what the cause was because that's that's key. Because um, without the cause, yes, it looks like a fight. But I try to explain to him what the cause was. So. That's what I want him to take away from this. That's what's up. Yeah, same thing here, man. How do you feel about what's going on, man, PJ? It's a rough, man. It's a rough situation. Um, I I believe that it is bringing justice. We can't get a life back, um, but we could get changes. I saw that they changed um, from third-degree manslaughter to second-degree, and now... Second-degree uh, murder. Second-degree murder, and um, the other three officers are going to be charged as well. Yeah. So... This time around, man, I'm going to say it how I feel. I have no problem with the looting. Um, it is what it is at this point. We've had enough. Um, just don't do it in the neighborhoods that that don't have the insurance and the mom-and-pop shops. Yeah, no, but I totally agree with you. No. Like I said, if, if Target and, and these big corporations, if they want these guys arrested, they have the powers to do it. And to affect someone and to bring change, sometimes you do got to affect their pockets. Yeah. That's what speaks. 100%. I just, I just want everybody to keep safe, man. It's just it's hard looking at, looking at what's happening right now. You know, there, there was a situation in Brian with the young lady just, you know, uh, on both her knees, like begging, right? And the officer turns around and just throws her face down to the ground. Exactly. These officers, man, are too aggressive. I don't know. And I'm speaking from personal experience, and yeah. I'm speaking from what I'm seeing I, on the I, TV, uh, man. To be honest with you, I think we all kind of been through it, too, man. Yeah, man. The overly aggressive. Like, look at the, the students um, that, that um, went to Spelman and, and yeah. the other young man. man. They, they weren't even part of the protest. They, they were, were just going cold. home. And you drag them out in the car, you taser them, and you... you what is wrong with you, dude? I, you, you know the sad thing about that is... The color of the cops that did that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying yeah. um, that was disappointing to me, and um, I look at that one way, and maybe it's the wrong way, but it's just my point of view. You are trying your best to be part of that fraternity, and mm-hmm. you're trying to prove something to them that hey, I'm one of you guys, and yet look at what happened to you. 
Yeah. So how proud are you now that you're one of them? Like, you know what I mean? When you saw your sisters and your brothers, you know... Didn't do well, anything. Didn't, didn't do, do anything. anything. You know, you could have tell them, hey, what, what are you doing? I'm going home. All right, you, you guys need to get off the road right now, blah, blah, blah. You could just have a conversation. You could have just had a conversation. Man, it was today, just, it was today you would have had a job. Job, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yo, that's sad, man. It, it, it was, was hard, really Dude, it was horrible just watching it because it's not like they were right there. It's not like they got too close to the cops. They literally ran after the car. As the car was just going on brake, like, yo, it's a red light. They're just chilling. All right, cool. We're almost going to close. And all of a sudden, you hear a bang, bang, yeah. breaking in. Get out the car. It's the like, yo. The police is the biggest gang in America. <laughs> biggest gang in America, man. Like, insane, I saw man. a video where they pepper sprayed a guy, and oh, then yeah, right in his face, and then they, 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 uh, fired the tear gas right, yeah, in his right face when as he well. turned around. He people turned are around losing the tear gas exactly. Right. People are losing eyes. People are being beaten. Like it's it's sad to see the land of the quote unquote free, the 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 America as it's glorified to be by outside of you know all these other people that live in other countries. Yeah. Trust me, I'd rather be back home. Man. I'd rather be in the Caribbean. Dude. I'd rather be elsewhere than be here. It's crazy, man. Even the guy there was there was a guy in um. Houston, barbecue guy, right? Feeds all the cops. Sad. Was at the protest feeding for free, making sure everybody's good. Yep. Funny how all their body cams were off that that, that, that time, right? How is 2,000 cops in Louisville has no body cameras on? Let me say something. Racism is a lot bigger than we think it is. It's, It's very strategic. You notice that Racism, the core of it right now is in people with power, the yes. politicians, yep. the police officers, and we're seeing it firsthand. We're experiencing it firsthand. So this whole thing is, is like chess with them. You understand what I'm saying? Of course. They're still getting away with it. They, they have the, the people in power in the right places. Look at our president, who is, we know what he is. Like, yeah. it's it's... It's sad, man, but we're going to stand together. It's one band, one sound, and we're going to continue fighting. Now, we all know, you know, Kaepernick. I know we're going to be talking about him more at halftime, I believe, right? And he's the one that actually, you know, three years ago knelt, right? First one, asked another veteran, hey, do you think this is the right way? Him and Eric Reed did it. And to see that what he was talking about now flourished. Life always huge, goes full circle, man. Right? And today we heard Drew Brees state that I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country by kneeling. Yeah. Right? Listen, man. I saw I saw that and um I was truly disappointed, man. Um I was I was and the key word was. I was a Drew Brees man. And I know I don't matter. I, I mean I know I'm a little, you know, small small fish in a big pond as far as, you know, means something to Drew Brees or whatever. But I'll say, I'll say this. I watch football. I respected Drew Brees. I always look, look, you know, looked at him as, you know, a, a figure, you know what I mean, in the NFL. You know, he did some great things back when, you know, Katrina and all that stuff. Um, but this is how one sentence can ruin your thought of a person. And I got to say, man, I was truly disappointed when I hear that today. I... Like, Drew Brees is tunnel vision. It's tunnel vision to the point where that's why that nonsense, that toxic nonsense came out of his mouth. 
Kaepernick was never trying to disrespect a flag or the soldiers. I, I'm, I have family members in the military. My, my wife is military. You feel me? So, like, Drew Brees is oblivious to what Kaepernick was, um, was doing. And, and it just points to his ignorance in regards to what was happening um, by his statement. Kaepernick was trying to highlight exactly what happened to Floyd. You feel me? And, um, and to Drew Brees to come out at a time like this when, the, when this country is on, you know, on a heightened um, alert and we're trying to find, you know, draw attention to the racism, um, instead of embracing what Kaepernick did to, you know, to highlight what happened to Floyd, the first thing that he can, he can, um, he would consider is the flag and disrespecting the flag when nothing that Kaepernick did was about the flag is draw is to draw awareness to police brutality, and he is oblivious to that. And I was man, I was so disappointed. It actually. It actually angers me when I when I heard heard what he said. I was like, I, I was truly disappointed. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. And we talked um, a couple shows back about people um, in the NFL having platforms, and we actually named Drew Brees, and we named a lot of the quarterbacks. Yep. And to see him say that, if he black colored black people colored people were doing brown people were doing as much as we can to try to bring justice but we need the help of those people those white people in power like the Drew Brees with you understand what I'm saying with, with the, the voice, voice with yeah. the platform and for you to say that man is like a like if I'm Michael Thomas like oh, dude speaking of Michael Thomas yeah, like you understand what I'm saying like how do you talk to your teammates now if I'm Camaro you think I'm gonna look at you the same well, I'm, you think if I'm a, I'm a black um, lineman on the line I'm, I'm gonna wanna see you get knocked the freak out the first yeah, game right. I'm gonna tell you what Thomas said and, too he said he don't know no better and we don't care if you don't agree and you know what that tells me though that mean all, just like me, just like me, that mean his own teammate lost a lot of respect, respect for him. Exactly. A lot of respect Team for him. Team chemistry is shot. Like, the, the symbolization of the flag, I get it, but you're telling me the, the, the honor of the flag means more to, than honoring somebody's life. Somebody's life, yeah. You feel me? So, um, and I'm not saying don't honor the flag or nobody's trying to be disrespectful to the flag, the nation, to, um, to the anthem or anything like that. We're just, what Kaepernick was doing is just to highlight, bro, just to highlight what's happening to colored people or people and uh, minority in this country that we call America. And that's, that's all he was trying to do is to bring attention to what's happening to us in America. And for you in a time like this when people are protesting for racism, protesting for justice, protesting for rights, you're going to come out with some nonsense, garbage, some toxic shit. Man, Yo, I and talk. I think that's why I'm more disgusted by it because everything Kaepernick was doing, it's right here in front of you, right? And you still say, uh, I don't like people kneeling because of the flag. Yeah. No, he wasn't kneeling because of the flag. This is what he was kneeling for. It's happening all across the world. All the protests, all the, all the cop shootings, like, it's there. Life is simple. He simply just doesn't have the love in his heart. If you if you watch that video with George Floyd and, and seeing his life being taken like that, we all saw it. How can you come and make a statement that Drew Brees made? He he voiced how he feels about that situation. That's what he pretty much did. Yeah. It's it's just that simple. Now it's not a mistake. 
mistake. No, no it's not a mistake. No, yeah. it's definitely it's, a mistake. It's, it's, I don't care what he says tomorrow no, or after. No, he's already trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, he already said it. He yeah, said I don't care. I, I yeah, stand nah, with my uh, teammates against racism yeah, and so on. Yeah, nah, yeah. nah, you don't. You don't he, he has hate in his he, heart. He is, isn't he a representative for the Players Union? Yeah, he is. Right, right. so that just That's tells the problem me, right there. That, <laughs> that just, like, that is highlighting that players of the NFL, he doesn't have your back. Back. Yep. If you're not meeting his agenda, he doesn't have your back. So when Kaepernick was couldn't get a a, a, a contract in the NFL, now you know no why. Because <laughs> he didn't have his back. He didn't care about Kaepernick. He didn't care if Kaepernick kept, gets back in the league, yes or no, because he, he has his own belief. And his belief was, hey, you need, you need, you need um, to disrespect the flag, you ain't coming back in the league. So yep. just to show you, the NFL and the Players Union – Yo, the representat- representation of the players union—they're they're, they're um, one in, one in the same, man. How do they're you, one in the same. How do you uh, how do you like what Vic Van Gogh from the Denver Broncos, the head coach, stated about that there is no racism in the NFL? There's plenty of racism in the NFL. There's racism in the statement he just made. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so like, my, I have to laugh at that thing. I, I, I didn't you know, know how to take it, man. Like, man I mean, two I weeks think, ago we were talking about the Rooney Rule being updated, and you're man, telling me there's no racism. The words, you're taking the words out of my mouth. So, if the entity that you work for, the company, the shield that you work for, NFL is recognizing it, has the sensibility to recognize that there is racism in the NFL. And you as a coach is saying that there's, that, that show me how ignorant you are. You got to be, man. And how privileged you are. That's exactly. exactly what that tells me. You're super ignorant and so privileged that you can't even recognize it. There's no racism towards him. You know what that, you know what that, <laughs> that what tells me? And, and I'm resurrecting on some past experiences like playing sports through college and stuff like that. And when you play sports and you, you're like a family, they're like your second family. Yeah. Like you guys have each other's backs, and you look at the coach sometimes like your dad. Yeah. yeah and yeah. to hear your coach say that, man, like that's like the guys on that team, the Melvin Gordons, the um, Von Millers on that team. Like the, the chemistry is broken, dude. Like dude. the chemistry is broken. I like know, there's I don't no know resurrecting how, that. I'm gonna tell you that. I don't know how Breeze is gonna go through the season. Yeah. Uh, James Winston. <laughs> Crab legs. <laughs> Crab legs is like, oh damn, I'm gonna get game this year. Cause yo, Peyton, Peyton has a lot of a lot of like conversation. Mean, um, Drew, sh- you mean right? Hmm? You said Drew or Peyton? No, no. Oh, Peyton. Sean, 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 Sean Payton. Payton. Yeah. Sean Peyton has a lot of. Uh, Massaging to do to get oh, yeah. back together. He has to yeah. fix it. Yeah, man. he he was probably sitting at home and saw that and was like, like "Are you kidding <laughs> me?" Right he, now? He, he thought the division was tough yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, are, are you really going to say that right now? Do you understand? Wait, and I, I, it's I chalk it up to one thing, man. For me, it's not. I'm not even going to say racism. I just I'm I'm not going to chalk it up to privilege. And and he just thought he is above it. I'm lost. I don't know. He what? he thought he was above it, like and and he thought by saying that he was gonna get mad support, because um, the NFL has been supporting that statement. Don't disrespect oh, the flag. Flag, yeah. Um, but now is not the time. Now is not the time. And and now and for his own teammates to yeah. be be coming out, like they're not even censoring it. Yeah, they're coming straight at you. Yeah, you're the leader of the team, but yo, you you oblivious to this thing. Yeah. You Let's, know what I mean? I wouldn't. I, they, they don't respect him anymore. He lost nah, so much, so much respect, respect in that locker so room. So much respect. Yeah. Before we get into our final thoughts and get into the first quarter here, but even Roger Goodell had a statement. Funny enough, like 
I really didn't care about it. <laughs> There's a I lot of like really I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, like MJ's statement, I didn't care about. Yeah, it. I didn't care about I MJ's statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt really like, dude, you're care. trying to be politically you, correct now. You're, thir- you're 30 you're years trying, late. Yeah, you're, you're 30, 30 years, years late. Like, 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 like don't, yeah. don't, don't, I don't want to so, hear. So, so don't <laughs> add more fuel to the last dance. Bro. <laughs> yeah, so Michael Jordan. I saw Michael Jordan's statement, right? And the only, the only thing I can think about. Um, the only thing I can think about, the reason why Michael Jordan came out with that statement is because after, I think it was what, episode two? or mm-hmm. epi- Yeah. Um, when he didn't, he didn't speak up. And for, he for was the Senate guy. Right. Yeah. And then he was like, no, I, I try to stay out of politics. And he got ridiculed for that. Yeah. And he was, like, tried, All right. yeah. he was like, all right. So, hey, something else is happening. Let me go ahead and jump in. Let me put my foot in the water. <laughs> you right saw now. how quick he was to do yeah. that? Yeah. He was one of the front lines. Come on, bro. Oh, we, don't, we don't believe. We know <laughs> it's not genuine. It's not, not genuine. It's not genuine, man. Yeah, we know. His daughter wrote it. Yeah. You feel me? Like the Roger Goodell statement? That's another one. Yeah, I'm telling you, the Roger Goodell. Statements just kind of like throw that away, burn that shit. Yeah. Roger Goodell's statement: I say actions speak louder than words, and your action or that action that you represent, uh, um, the she, the Sheila you represent, uh, represented in the past, show otherwise. Oh, so yeah. you you're telling me you're writing this statement? Oh, blah blah blah. No, your your action in the past when when it came to Kaepernick and Kaepernick can't get a um, can't get a contract in this league in your league that you run. That's the action I'm looking at, and that's the action um, I'm gonna stand by. And that whatever you say or every anything that you spill out of your mouth is just words. I, it's just nonsense, noise. I'm gonna so need do him. something. Do something for me to respect you. You sign, uh, JC. Huh? I'm not even gonna say yeah. nothing about that. I need, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. For Goodell to do anything, the first thing he needs to do is call Kaepernick. Needs to be a, on TV live. Yeah. And I don't know phone thing. I called you. I'm, I'm just saying. I know it ain't gonna happen. But he needs to be on TV live with Kaepernick there. Apologize for it. And I'm telling you, every team, every owner needs to apologize and understand. Hey, you were right. Unfortunately, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I want to give quiet. a give a was, shout out. Though. I'll tell you. Wait, before you jump in, I just want to say something about what C just said. Why? I don't want that. I don't want that. You can keep that. I don't want that. I, you can keep that, Roger Goodell and all the owners. Um, if I would, if if I was Kaepernick and they're calling to apologize, I was like, keep your fake ass apology to your goddamn self. That's uh, exactly because he still be fake. he still wants to come to the NFL and play. No, I know. And I think but, it would be fake. I think one hundred percent. Keep your fake fake. ass. You know what I mean? Apology to yourself, and you're only doing it for publicity. Oh right? yeah, and, and yeah. right. I don't. I don't well, respect that. Take that. They wouldn't. So. Quick shout out, man. Um, some positive stuff that I saw out of this. I wanna um, take the time to, to for all the other countries that that protested oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, New yeah. Zealand, um, um, others in Europe. Yep. Um, in that Berlin. was Berlin. Berlin yeah. That was big, man. And and you know, they're not. I know they have their their issues in their countries too, but it's definitely not like here. And for them to take their time out to do that, that that's really that's, yeah. that doesn't that's, go over. That's love. That's, that's love, love, man. That's love. Oh, and I have another shout out. Yeah, man. shout out to the military people that um, that already came out and said that they're putting guns down because they're not they're not going to support anything attacking people on home 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 soil. Yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to yeah, those. shout out to that. I noticed. Yeah. I, I'm not hearing a lot about that, but there's mad military people that says I am not putting boots on home soil to attack my own people for justice. Um, who's Yo, fighting for justice? I'm justice. telling you, wifey saw when the military was in Atlanta. She thought it was Iraq. 
<laughs> she thought it was a clip from Iraq, yo. <laughs> like, no, they're in Atlanta, yo. I'm, that's that's what's happening. They're based out of Atlanta, anyways. But yeah. in, Minnes- in Minnesota, shooting people on their porch with rubber bullets. Oh that's yeah, nuts, bro. Yeah. No, light them up. Light them up. Was up. What he light them up. Like, yo. Yeah, that's, right, that's what's military up. wasn't made to fight against their own people for a, um, well, for injustice. Trump, Trump thinks that. Right. That's not what the military is for, bro. It's not to support injustice and. If you are a military member and you are supporting injustice, you are just as bad as every racist out there. I don't care what you want to say. I understand orders. I know orders. But that's not, you have to make sense from nonsense. That's not an order to come shoot your own people who is fighting for injustice and racism. That's not, that's, there's no respect there. I don't respect any military person that's going to do that. Yeah. Man, first quarter. We're going to talk about the uh, – we're going to be talking about NFC North first quarter. We're going to start with Minnesota Vikings here. Uh, same as thing we did last week, man, COVID-19 or quarantine, stay away or pick up. Minnesota Vikings, man. Ooh. <laughs> My favorite player, Kirk Cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, Kirk wasn't that bad last year, man. He really wasn't. Um, he wasn't that bad. No, I mean – He wasn't that bad. Kirk had uh, – I mean, just stats-wise, he had 3,276 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, uh, four interceptions, which is not that bad, to be honest with you. Um, one rushing touchdown. But the biggest problem to me was he had eight fumbles. He had eight fumbles. And that could be because of the offensive line, him trying to run out of pocket, not having enough time. Um, but, I mean, average fantasy points, he was at – well, not average, but um, just total fantasy points was 233 fantasy points. And that's about an average of 16 points per game. Yeah, he's he's going to be. Well, not that bad. He's going to hover in and out of um, waiver wires. Yeah, yeah. I, if you need a quarterback, you know you're on a bye week or something like that. He, I think he's a good. I think he's a good quarterback to just have as a second player on the on the team. I mean, he's Possibly. going in like last 16th, 15th round pick in fantasy. I don't know, man. Kirk Cousin is efficient, and that's the part that I don't I, like. A lot of people are not really seeing like the dude doesn't turn over the ball that much yeah he has eight fumbles but he has six interceptions yeah that's right. not bad it's, yeah six interception and the, and and the, ask james winston <laughs> <laughs> i mean six interception in um the fantasy football regular season i think that that is excellent man and the amount of yard because when the season started i thought it was going to be a flop because everybody was like they're running the ball they're running the ball until um stefan diggs voiced his opinion once Stephon Diggs voiced his opinion, um, you saw, you know, he's slinging the ball all over the place. And then you have to understand, Thielen wasn't himself. Like, you know what I mean? He missed so, six games. Right. So Thielen wasn't himself. He, uh, he was injured. And, um, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think Kirk Cousins should be within the top 12 of quarterbacks because I can name quarterbacks that's ranked in the top 12. That I, 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 I'm going to take you up on that. Top 12? That's all right, give me. I don't have come him. Here, you said come, top 12. Come, all right. Lamar Jackson. No, right? No, no. Pat Mahomes. No. Deshaun Watson. With the, with with the current the team, team that he has? Yes. With the current team right now? I'm taking it's, Deshaun Watson. Come on, guys. Don't do not do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, listen, uh, listen to me. I mean, now. that is debatable with that offensive line do right now. Do you know that most rankings have Deshaun Watson in the top five? Yes. I don't care what I most rankings ranking ranking Okay, but he still he can move his at, legs. Yeah, listen. And, he, and he, has, he, he still has. All right. Health-wise, Will Fuller is healthy. Brandon Cooks is there. Uh, Kiki Koti, David Johnson. It's not a bad receiving core. Well, he doesn't have a receiving core like like Sam Darnold do in in the Jets. It, it's it's Cooks is a is a Brandon Cooks is a good receiver. I, I for you to count Deshaun out of it, 
and and to come Deshaun is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Come on, guys. Listen, it's not. It's we're talking about a team on a whole, man. I'm talking about weapons. Tell me what weapons that Deshaun. Listen, how many targets did um, Hopkins have last year? Let's pull that out. Hopkins. Hopkins. Let's, let's see. Go ahead and pull that up. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Now, one of the biggest things too, as you guys 146. pull that up, 146. Okay. 146. Yeah. 146. That's the highest on the team. I, I think that's almost tripled anybody else, right? Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> Who are you doing it to? Listen. We had this conversation. DeAndre, already. not DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Deshaun Watson is has, a is a is a. He has steals. He has Kiki. Yeah, he has steals. He has Cooks. He has Kiki. He has Will Fuller. He has David Johnson. That is not a bad receiving core. Don't it's, get me wrong. I don't. I don't core. have him in a in in a top five like most rankings do. But he's definitely higher than Cousins, and listen, that's not debatable. Listen, listen to what I'm saying, though. You have that was his security blanket. Like, yeah. That's the thing. When you don't have that person anymore, when you don't have that that wide receiver that you can count on and you can trust anymore. What's going to happen? You're going to hold on to the ball, and what's their pro- what? What is their struggle? They don't have star receivers. What they're, is what is what is their struggle? Their struggle is their line. Yeah, they always he's line the arm. most sack yes, quarterback. Most sack quarterback. So if he doesn't have Hopkins that he, he can depend on by just throwing it down the field, and he know that Hopkins will go for it, what do you think is going to happen to him? He's going to get sacked. But he's he's a better overall quarterback. No, I'm Listen, not talking I talent. Think he's gonna, I'm not talking talent. Even he is with more that talented. Said, he's more talented than Cousin. I agree with you. I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about the team it's, he's on the a whole. He's the best fantasy as a whole. Like, like I don't think he's going to be that much of an impact as much as Cousins will be this year. I promise you. Okay. All right. Now, with Cousins, I mean, how, what do you guys look at him as even drafting him? I'm not drafting Cousins. You're not drafting Cousins? He's a waiver wire. Really? Um, Cousins would be a, like probably like what, uh, quarterback two for me yeah. uh, based on the quarterbacks that I wanted. Like, just the same thing. Deshaun Watson would be a quarterback two for me as well. There's so, not 12 quarterbacks that well, let's he's go, better than him. Let's but go to Dalvin Cook. But my thing is, I have the belief of what quarterback. When I say quarterback two for me, I'm not talking about as, where they rank. I don't care where they rank. I'm saying he's just a quarterback two. He's, he's a quarterback two in my Because I'm not going to start him. I'm not right. going to start Watson. Because yeah. he's going to be that guy that's going to be my quarterback two if something happens no, I, to my quarterback. I know quarterback. what it is. Right. I'm just saying that's it. what yeah. I'm saying. I don't. I understand what everybody else is ranking. Hey, do you know that nobody had the 49ers? Making the playoff last year. Yeah. Not one. Not one. I mean, if you take out their running backs, then yeah, they probably would have never made it. Anyway. But, 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 no, but what I'm saying is nobody had the 49er making the playoff last year. They were in the Super Bowl. So an analyst saying something, I don't care because that's their Yeah, opinion. that's their, yeah. They're looking at last year's stats, old stats, and making their determination. Yes. I'm looking at my overall belief, looking at the team myself, and I'm doing my own analysis. And my own analysis is saying that Watson has nobody to throw the ball to, and he's the most sacked quarterback in the league. So if he doesn't have, so you Hopkins, think that all right? So do you think Kirk Cousins is going to finish higher than Watson? Yes. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll revisit that. Right. I don't. What do you think about uh, Dalvin? Dalvin? Dalvin Cook this year. I know you have your your feelings about Dalvin, PJ. Um, Last year he had 503 receiving yards, zero touchdowns. Right. Yeah, 519, 62 targets, 250 yep. carries, 13 rushing touchdowns. He was a beast. Um, <sighs> Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin Cook is really, 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 really good. Um, I, if you pick Dalvin Cook, just pick up um, 
his his backup, his handcuff, Alexander Madison. Um, I just I'm not sure about his durability, but he is a top five uh, running back hands down. They want to run the football. Um, Kirk Cousins only threw 40, 444 times last year, which was 24th in the in the NFL. Um, so they want to run the football. That the, the team is kind of geared around Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, but it's really Dalvin Cook. So I mean, Dalvin Cook is is the man. I just question his durability. Trust him. You trust him as a first round pick. Yes, without a doubt. Right. Not for me personally. Yeah, of course. But I do. What about you, Ray? For me, Dalvin Cook is probably in the top five running back in the league. As I agree with that. Um, I totally agree that Dalvin Cook. Uh, I mean, people are concerned about his durability, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, he had a fluke injury, but last year he played every game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't, he wasn't injured. His rookie season, he, yeah, he got injured in um, in preseason, but all right, he recovered from that. And then we had a second year, and he th- like he busted out of the park. So what are we basing this non-durability on? Like I can name a ton of wide receivers and, and running backs that had injury that you know knocked him out of the league for you know for the year and still came back and did a number of things. Like look at goddamn the oldest running back in the league right now, Craig Gore. Gore. <laughs> like, like that dude had two knees. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, had the, some gruesome injuries um, in college, and the dude is the most durable right now. He's still he's the oldest quarterback um, running back in the league, and he's still doing. Teams are willing to spend millions on this in this dude. And when when he was coming out of college, nobody thought he was gonna last like two years. Yeah, I agree with you. It is also a um, a contract year for Dalvin Cook. Yeah, so which, he's which makes um, a big difference. He's gonna be we, a strong candidate. We now. all know that <laughs> money yeah. talks. Now, one of my biggest concerns is the wide receiver side, right? And we're going to get into what teams that they're going to be playing this year and if that's going to be good as far as fantasy goes. But Adam Thielen, right, he had 41 targets, 27 receptions, 391 yards, and six receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown for one yard. So he averaged uh, about 7.7 fantasy points a game, right? He had 108 fantasy points. Now, because Diggs is gone, Diggs' rank was 190 fantasy points, 80 targets, 56 receptions, 99, excuse me, 999 yards, and five touchdown receptions. Do you think Thielen is going to get more, or do you think this new rookie, Jefferson? Listen, I'm going to go on record right now. Thielen is going to finish as a top four receiver in the NFL. Really? That's how serious I am. So I'm you think he's going to take on, the production of what Diggs was at? Let me tell you something. When Diggs is not on the field... Thielen is targeted 25 more uh, on 25 more, 25% of his routes. N- when he averages nine or more targets per game, he averages 22.8 uh, fantasy points. Now, Thielen missed six games last year. Right. So I don't even consider I didn't even consider his 20, 2019 um, stats. In 2017 and 2018, <laughs> in 2018 he had 149 targets and finished six. Uh, Diggs had 141. He had 113 receptions, finished third. He had eight touchdowns. This dude is going to be a beast. And you're, you're talking about through um, for the season, or you're talking? I'm talking about, about for the, the season of the 2018. Season. Right. I'm not looking at last 2019. I'm not looking at uh, 2019. He was injured. Yeah. Right. You got a Kirk Cousins. When he looks up, you have certain quarterbacks that lock in on one guy, and. Thielen always outproduced Diggs. Diggs is gone. 
So, so Thielen is going to, I think he finishes definitely target-wise as a top three target, and I, fi- I think he finishes as a top five receiver in the NFL. And, I, and I'm, I'm going on record with that. Do you that. think Jefferson with, is going to? No, with with, with um, the fact that he's, he's, he's healthy. Yeah. Um, he stays healthy. Jefferson will finish as the best wide receiver um, in his rookie class. Really? Yes. Um, Jefferson has the best opportunity because Diggs' targets have to go somewhere. Yeah. Because we already factored in Dalvin Cook had 62 targets, so we know he's going to catch some, some balls. Jefferson has the talent. Um, a lot of times they they put rookie quarterbacks in the slot, um, not ro- I mean rookie receivers in the slot. So it's he's going to be in and out with with in the, of the slot with Dylan. So I think they're both going to feast when 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 uh, Kirk when Cousins throws throws the ball. Um, so I, I like I like Jefferson a lot um, as well. Now they have two tight ends, Irv Smith Jr. and Kyle Rudolph, and they're just averaging together. Right, it's, it's a dual tight end over there. Who do you think is going to actually start? Uh, personally, I think um, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I think there's a trust factor there with um, with Kirk Cousin, um, especially in the red zone. Like Kyle Rudolph had uh, six touchdown last year in the fantasy football regular season, um, six touchdown, um, 300, 301 yard. So I think um, he trusts. You can see it. He trusts. Um, uh, Kyle Rudolph in the red zone, especially. So I think uh, Kyle Rudolph will be the starter as far as tight end goes. So if you're looking for tight end, like a tight end two, um, deep in the draft, I think Kyle Rudolph is a good pickup, um, a good second second. Because uh, now that um, you know, now that Diggs is gone, um, I know Jefferson is there. Um, you think the ball's going to go to him with with the off season, with no off season really, um, or limited off season. I think uh, Kirk Cousin will, you know go to what he knows and what he trusts. And I think Kyle Rudolph is, is looking at a, a decent year this year. Um, but I want to ask, ask PJ a question, man. Like, So he's high on Jefferson, he's high on Thielen, but he's not high on um, Cousins. Cousins. These guys, somebody got to throw these guys the ball. So how, how I'm you not high, on, high on them because there's a plethora of, 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 of quarterbacks. Um, that's why I'm not high on them. Off the top of my head, I like Stafford. Over, um, yeah, I like, I like, I don't even like to mention this guy's name anymore after today. Drew Brees, um, Russell Wilson, uh, of course, the, the top echelon, the top of, tiers, yeah, the top tiers. But there's, there's just a lot of quarterbacks out there that you could pick over Kirk Cousins. I think he's a waiver wire if you need, if you need a, a quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, he's above average, he's better than a, than a, than a Derek Carr per se. Um, but he's not an, a, nowhere near an elite. You know, he's so, efficient, like you said. All right, so let me ask you a question. Kirk Cousins or Josh Allen? Josh Allen all the way. <sighs> Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm Kirk Cousins on that. Josh So you guys talk about, <laughs> unless, I'm, unless I'm in the wrong state of mind today, but remind me if I'm correct. Josh Allen has Diggs, um, Singletary, John, John Brown. Josh Allen can move his legs. You're telling me that you would take Kirk Cousins over Josh Allen. Josh Allen won you games last year. I yeah, you no, that no, I'm no, looking no, across the okay. table from. You, don't wait, 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 wait. Josh no, no, no. Allen. That's why I looked at the right. Yeah. Josh <laughs> wait, Allen wait. won you some game. One was wait, against wait. me. Listen, listen to what I'm saying, though. Listen to what I'm saying. You're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying Josh Allen is not good. I'm not saying Josh Allen is not good. Josh Allen is good, but at the same time, 
Josh, without the touchdowns or the runs and all that stuff, I'm talking about accuracy and all that stuff. I'm talking about talent there. I'm just, I, I just think that I Kirk Cousin, think... I think Kirk Cousin is in a better situation. Um, Kirk than, Cousin, Josh, than, the, than Josh Allen? Because this is why I say that. I'm not talking about, I'm Hold talking on. about the defense that you're going to face. If you really think about it, like look at it. They're going to face New England defense. That's pretty decent. All right. Miami defense has improved. Linebackers not. Oh, they're not good because Dolphins took all their lines. Right, but, but corner, their corners, their corners are good. Are good yeah. Their corners yes. are good. Um, the Dolphin has improved their defense ridiculously. Like so, these are the teams that they're going to have to play twice. And, and you and he's right because you got to look at you got to look at who they're playing. What, right, Minnesota? you can't just so you, t- you okay, can't just okay. have. Let me ask you. I just want to get this on record. You're saying that Kirk Cousins is going to finish higher than Josh Allen, fantasy wise. I think so too. I think you Kirk, think Cousin Kirk will. Cousins will finish higher than Josh Allen fantasy wise. They're neck and neck, man. To be honest with I you, because so. what what the improve? Uh, we'll see. This is where Josh Allen will will gain some fantasy points um, to measure up with Kirk Cousins is the red zone because Josh Allen don't pass the ball in the red zone. He rather run it. Like he will run the ball in. Yeah, you feel me? So um, his legs, his, is what, his legs is what give him you know fa- fantasy relevance. So I, I'm not downplaying Josh. I like Josh. Allen. Josh Allen is one of those quarterbacks that's on my radar for the upcoming season. I'm not saying no. Of course, right. the one you. Well, I know. About. I know one of the things with Minnesota too because they they have they play a tough division, man. They they got Packers or tough teams this season too. They got Packers, Colts. Um, uh, you know, big team Seahawks that they play, Falcons that they're playing against, uh, of course, Packers again, Cowboys that they're playing. Um, the Jaguars is all right, but Buccaneers are playing and Saints. All right, right? So, so they're going to play tough right. teams. So think about think about the teams that you just named, right? They're going to have they're going to be in shootouts. And they won't be able to, and and Kirk Cousins may flop. Ah, here you the go. The dude hasn't like he hasn't flopped on shootouts. He's yo. good. He's an accurate passer, bro. Like yeah. the dude is an accurate passer since Washington days. Since you know, since Washington days, the dude has been a good, accurate passer, and he's gonna be. It's a pass. I just said he's an it, above average quarterback, but, but he's but, not elite. He's not elite. Oh, he's not elite. No, 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 no. We're not saying he's elite. No one said that. No one said he was elite. No one said he was elite. Nobody said he was elite. Listen, listen. When Kirk Cousins is on waiver wires, I'm gonna ask you guys why he's not sitting on your bench as a number two quarterback. Okay. All right. Let's go to the second quarter, man. We have Chicago Bears here, man. There's two. You know, they got two quarterbacks. Nick Foles and uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't even look up stats on Nick Foles. Neither did I. I <laughs> so, but, but I prefer Trubisky over. I mean, Trip, Trubisky had 2,440 passing yards, 16 touchdowns. But with 16 touchdowns, it was almost like having crab legs, right, because he had eight interceptions. Uh, he did have two rushing touchdowns, 143 yards rushing yards. Uh, fantasy points were about 179.9, averaging 12.85. All right, so let me address these quarterbacks. None of them are on my radar. No, no, of course not. <laughs> None of them are on my radar. But I think for Chicago to be successful, unless Trubisky come, comes in with, you know, blood in his eyes, ready to rock, ready to just take over, I think Foles is a better option, um, you know, moving forward for, for Chicago. Um, I think Foles passed the ball a lot more. Trubisky, I don't know, man. I, I've seen him over the last two years. And there is nothing, nothing that I, I would say, you know, nothing there that I would say, yo, this dude has grown. He actually regressed than, than grown. Like, he, 
They and just, that's why they brought in Foles, man. That's why they brought in Foles. And I think I think he's going to lose his job to Foles. And so to know that Foles he got picked in the first Dude. round, Trubisky got picked in the first round. That you was guys, a terrible Watson thing. You guys, you guys clown Minshew. And Nick Foles going to get his job back for Minshew. I'm sorry, say it again? Nick Foles. Will get his job back. Didn't couldn't. Get his job, couldn't get his job back for Minshew. I don't see... It's, it's, so you, don't, you, you think Trubisky is going to be in there for the long haul? Trubisky I don't know. They, they're both a wash, man. They're both, they both suck. Like, <laughs> Nick Foles, but well, let's go back to that. Nick Foles didn't get his job from Trubisky because Trubisky was from in Minshew. that. Um, from Minshew. From Minshew because at that time, Minshew kind of had the team going. Right, so they didn't want to affect that. But Nick that. Foles was there first, and you had a. Yeah, but he was, he was an injury. Court. He was an injury. He was he was out on injury. So once you come in, I don't want to mess. I don't want to mess up that vibe that the quarterback already has, and then I can, you know, the whole team goes haywire. But they realize that hey, listen, we got to trade this guy because we want Mitchu as the starting quarterback, and we owe sixteen mil on you know on Foles, so we got to get rid of him. Yeah, it was a more. I financial. definitely believe. Yeah, financial situation, but I definitely believe that. Uh, Trubisky is not going to start this year. I think Nick Foles is going to get the whole team. And yeah, he's that's, I don't, and, and Nick like, Foles got a, he now has a tight end, a, a good tight. End. Oh, Jimmy, well, Jimmy, personally, uh, personally, I won't I be drafting. Cap Burton, but yeah, personally, I won't be drafting any of these guys. Oh yeah, yeah. They, what well, Allen Robinson? Yeah, um, monster last year, 153 targets. Was second most in the in the. Well, you're going based on the full season. Just yeah. on 13 games last year, he had 115 target. 76 receptions, 898 yards, and seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. About 280 fantasy points, which is Yeah, he was a monster. Was he a was monster. a beast. Um, he's a good receiver, man, so he's definitely on, on my radar. Not over my boy Thielen, but he's How do you on, feel about the other receivers, uh, like Anthony, Anthony Miller, Miller Taylor, I think he, Taylor Gabriel? Anthony Miller had a good year. Um, <clears throat> sometimes as a receiver, you, you only go as far as your quarterback. Yeah. And... In in a, in a system that they're in Chicago with, it's two not really good quarterbacks. Both those players are not going to eat. So Anthony Miller, I think will will fall into the same situation. But Nick Foles, he didn't have a bad, he didn't have a bad he didn't year. Have a bad year 100, 100 fantasy points last year, sixty four targets, forty one receptions. But he's not going to have a breakout. Year. No, I don't think so. exactly. Year, no. So if he had like a maybe a, a Aaron Rodgers or or or. A, Really good quarterback. I could see both of those guys. Who would you go after, Taylor or because they fantasy points they kind of average the same. Um, Targets were a little different, but Anthony Miller or Taylor Gabriel. Anthony Miller. Yeah, because again, it's there's no. Well, it all depends. So we can't we can't just look at Anthony Miller and say, hey, he's there first. Because if it's Nick Foles, if it's Nick Foles throwing the ball, then. That's that's a wash, you yeah, know. Yeah. And um, there's nothing, you know, nothing to say that Nick Foles can't come in, and you know, adapt to, um, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but at the same time, Nick Foles doesn't really throw the long ball like that. So that's that he does it. So that's why I look at it. Gabriel may have the better chance because he's that shorter, faster receiver than Anthony Miller is. But you know, most of the passes are gonna get to uh, Anthony. Oh, excuse me, uh, Alan, Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Um, Everybody, so the only <laughs> the only two people on that team right now for me that's worth quarantining yeah. <laughs> is um, is Allen Robinson and um, 
Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, and maybe maybe Tyre Cohen, like uh, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, Wims, Trey Burton. I'm I'm not looking at. Well, Trey's gone. Trey's gone. Trey's gone. Trey's Trey, gone. Yeah, I'm sorry, Trey's Jimmy Graham. That's what I'm. Yeah, to say. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy's there, and uh, Jimmy, especially Jimmy. Jimmy's. <laughs> Jimmy's. <laughs> they need a rolling like. Yo, you know, I, I need a walking stick. I need all tight ends to be out before I touch Jimmy again. Right? Yeah, he, he actually has a question. You think Allen Robinson's season last year? I mean, he did this. I think with Jacksonville, um, he had a monster year as well. But do you think? Um, you think he? It was a fluke season. You no. think he? No, no, no. Was I, Foles there when Allen was there? No, 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 no. no. It yeah. was uh Blake. Was Blake, <laughs> Blake Bortles. Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Uh, but Allen Robinson oh, is a Blake. really good wide receiver. He just he's just a product of his um, of bad quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I feel like if that dude had like a really good quarterback, that dude could have been a beast. Like you would talk, yeah. you'll talk about Allen Robinson in the first round. Like, and the the, the thing I like about Allen Robinson is the amount of targets that he gets. Um, you know I mean, he had 20, what seventy one reception in the fantasy regular season last year. That that is significant. That's like almost three times anybody else on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. So Trubisky was looking for him. Um, with him, with Nick Foles coming. You know, you kind of re, re, you know, we read about that right now, but at the same time, I I think he's gonna be a really really good. You but, know, but I also think that's why I was saying with Nick Foles coming. Do you think? I mean, it's hard to say, but do you think Jimmy's gonna get some of these passes now away from those guys because Nick Foles is like, man, I don't really know these guys, and I'm more comfortable with tight ends. Nah, he, like you know how he was with Zach Ertz. And, the thing about it is, number one wide receiver is number one wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, all day long. If they can get open, they can get open. Allen Robinson um, last year was what? Top, he was within the top 10. Yeah. Top 10, top 12 uh, wide receiver. So, that's to tell you. Like, top five, I think. Yeah, the dude, is, the dude is a, a sick, yeah. sick wide receiver. He's just, he's just a product of bad quarterbacking. Did you? And, and I think, like, coming in this season, I think um, Allen Robinson, I, I would target Allen Robinson in the second round. Now, we went over David Same Montgomery. Yeah. We went over David Montgomery's stats for last year, right? No. No. David had 173 receiving yards, 31 targets, 20, 23 receptions, one touchdown. A rushing was 680 rushing yards, five touchdowns, right? But he had fumbles, so but I had 100, 144 fantasy points for the 13 games. Cohen kind of had the same thing, right? He had 157 rushing touch, oh, excuse me, rushing yards, um, no touchdowns, but he had 77 receptions. I'm excuse me, 77 targets, 60 receptions, 330 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. So, man, that is good. Like you, do you? Tariq Cohen was more efficient, way more, way more efficient. So, do you? Do you put him like at a slot? Do you put him as your starting running back to record? It, de- like, it do depends you on what what your team is right. looking like. So this is the, this is this is my take because he was only like 14, 15 points behind. I That's fantasy points behind Montgomery. I had Mon- Mon- Montgomery in, on a couple of fantasy football teams. I was yeah. high on him last year in the offseason. It's a rookie, and it looked like he was going to be a workhorse and all that stuff. Yeah. When the game, like, especially the first game of the season, the dude, I think he only had, like, five touches. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? They, so they weren't using him. They weren't, yeah. So in the first couple of games, they weren't using him. And then, so most of his stats come, came in the back half of the season. So I, I, I don't want to spread it over and all that stuff. I think we, you have to go game by game when you're looking, looking at Montgomery. And coming to the end of the year, he was a beast. And um, 
right now, I think Montgomery is like a fourth round pick, um, like a you know a, a running back two. He's actually what stuff. four five, right? Yeah, I, I think he's a running back two. But at the same time, man, I think he's gonna be a beast because there's other than Cohen will take the third down work from him. Now they decide that they're gonna use him, and right now they're they're like he's ranked for two, for twenty twenty. Um, he's ranked as the number I'll tell you right now, number twenty three running back. And honestly, man, I'm looking at some of the people that's above him. I I, I would take him above a lot of those because a lot of those are sheared backfield, and I don't know what I'm getting from a lot of those. Those. Like I don't know, but what you it, know what he's getting on the shared backfield from these two guys, right? But the shared backfield, though, he's going to be the workhorse, workhorse and, yeah. and third and long is when you're going to see Tyreek Cohen. So, yeah. so, or you know what? I've seen last year. Both I've of seen them both of them on the field. Yeah, I've seen that too. They line uh, Tyreek Cohen up uh, up in the slot. And, so, do you and, COVID and so. both of them, or are you quarantine? No, I'm, I'm definitely um, quarantining both of them. I, yeah. I I would definitely quarantine both of them, um, especially in a in a rough in a quarterback situation. Yeah, too. in a rough yeah, especially like that. It's a, it's a lot of dump down and all that stuff. So, I I, I think quarantining both of them is a good idea. Um, so, Tyreek Cohen. And definitely Montgomery. Um, Montgomery is actually on my radar this year. Um, again, Funny, he's on my radar too. Again, again. Why is he on your radar? I'm confused. Because yeah, because you don't like two backfield running backs. Yeah, you're more of a running back guy. I would think that you would you would leave him for a guy like me who's gonna pick him up maybe yeah. in the fifth round or something like that. Hoping because that I know, like I saw how the dude finished last year and finished really. You good. see they how finished. they're they're right. being used, and, I, and I see like. When I saw that, both of them, they're not trying to take touches from each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Tyree Cohen Ty- is just, is, is, he's, he's like another wide receiver for them. Yeah, he's like, a receiver. You know I mean? So that's, yeah. that's the difference between Montgomery. Um, the backfields I don't like is where where they're splitting carries. Like, like Hunt, this is not Hunt, one Hunt of those. Right. Yeah, like this is Hunt not, and Nick Chubb right, and this is Melvin not Gordon split, and right, Philip Lindsay. Right. This is not a split carry um, backfield. This is, this is like uh, a 1A and a 1B type of. Let's get to halftime, man. Let's get to halftime. I know, kind of talked about a little bit about Kaepernick, right? So, halftime. Let's just kind of, what is on your mind? What is what is going on that you feel like, hey, in sports, you know, basketball, football, whatever the case is, like, what's good? Um, with the Kaepernick situation, man. Um, someone always gotta pretty much sacrifice, and I think he he did that, and. It's funny that life goes full circle. Um, we lost we lost a life to someone kneeling um, on on another person um, while they were they were unconscious and they were still on top of him. And Kaepernick was just kneeling for injustice. And you know it it, it really goes full circle. So hopefully um, Kaepernick he's a he's he's planted himself as a legend. Because he's going to be remembered for what he did, um, but hopefully he finds justice to play football again, some way, somehow. Um, I would wish that. Uh, personally, I don't think he will play football again. Um, not not with how the NFL is. So part of the reason why I don't put credibility in the statement Roger Goodell released, um, he won't play football again. But at the same time, I want him to be involved in football some way, somehow, all right? Um, secondly, though, um, listen, there is no wrong, there is no right. I just think that we just need change, right? We just, we're looking for justice. Yeah. We're looking for, you know, 
reduce racism because racism we can't eliminate. We would love to think that racism can be eliminated, but it won't be eliminated. So we're looking for consideration. We're looking for respect. We're looking for, you know what I mean? As a people, equality, as a people, equality that, those are the things that we're looking for. We're looking for that when we're driving down the street um, and not because I'm a black man behind a wheel that I should be pulled over, right? You're, I, I, don't, I don't want my skin to be threatening. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't, minorities shouldn't feel like their skin, their background is you know, a threat to yeah. anyone. That's what we're looking for. We're not looking for, so I don't, I don't, I'm not looking at this as a win or loss or who wins or did the minority wins, did the protester win. Did, I don't want to look at it as a win loss. We're just looking for certain things. We are looking for basic human rights. Right, right. You feel me? Um, that's, I need you to look at me just as you just look as at your look counterpart. At, right, counterpart, exactly, counterpart. exactly, exactly. And um, I was having a private conversation with PJ off the air and all that stuff, and we were talking about the, uh, the Amy Cooper thing. Yeah. And, um, and just to see how easy it was to weaponize the police department by her just calling, that, is, that needs to change. Yep. Mm-hmm. You understand what yep. I'm saying? That needs to change. We, the police department should not put more credence in the fact that a white woman is calling saying a black man is attacking them and that becomes a weapon because they're coming with the intention to arrest and or to attack or to subdue or they're coming with the intention that yo the belief that somebody is in threat and i'm gonna be in threat because it's a black guy like it shouldn't be like that and the mere fact that she did what she did and how she did it she knew exactly how to weaponize the police department against with no issues no questions against a gentleman that was minding his own business mm-hmm. abiding by the rules of central park that saw somebody that saw, saw somebody breaking the rules and asked the person in a nice fashion hey can you please put your dog on a leash and she thought that was a threat how is that a threat when he's only reiterated what the park rules were yeah and the mere fact that she even changed the inflection of her voice to the police department to weaponize the police department and if that video if if the gentleman was um was didn't have that video Oh, yeah. Today, the dude probably would, would be been in jail, jail paying yeah. lawyer fee, trying to defend himself. And trying I think that's not that the is the thing that those are the things that we want to see change. The officers that reported to scenes and all that stuff should be, you know what I mean, should should have an even ground, regardless of what the, the, the quarrel is. And they should investigate. Assess. They should they need investigate, to assess. assess, and make a determination of the scene. Not readily coming to arrest not readily coming to you know what i mean attack or because i'm seeing a lot of that going on when they come to the scene the first thing they try to do is try to attack and try they don't overly aggressive right and a lot of people think that is controlling the situation no it's not controlling the situation making the situation people are trying to explain like i've seen a number of times where 
innocent bystander or innocent people of color is trying to explain the situation to an officer, but for some reason he always he or she always thinks that the person with the threat is the colored person. Yeah. And when I say colored, I'm not talking about black. I'm talking about all colored. I'm talking about all minority. I'm talking about every community you can think of. The Spanish community, the Asian community, the black community. I'm talking about all. It, if you're there with a Caucasian person, I promise you, you're the first person they're going to subdue yeah. before they try to you know, hash the situation out. And that's yeah. just wrong, bro. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up everyone, too, because... What's been killing me is this. When we're out there protesting Black Lives Matter, I don't want to hear all lives matter. You know, because right now, we're saying, hey, we're, we're being threatened. We're being shot at. We're being killed, right? It's, the results of Black Lives Matter is the equivalent of saying all houses matter to a firefighter responding to a call for a house that is actually on fire. It makes no sense, right? So why would your house be on fire, PJ, and mine is two houses before yours, and I'm like, hold on, before you go to his, uh, his house, put that water on my house first. Yeah. But my house is not burning, though, V. Yeah. It makes no sense. Why do you keep saying all lives matter? Because right now, your life, your people are not dying. They're okay. They're chilling. They're going to the stores. They're eating at the restaurants. We're getting killed on the side of the road. The, the thing I have to say about the people that are saying all life matter um, is this. Yes. Yes. All lives matter. Nobody should, nobody life should be taken at all. Okay? But show me the video where a white person is sitting in their car and they get shot. Show me the video of where a white person is going in their pocket to take out a wallet to show their identity and they get shot. Show me the video where a cop, um, a white person is in handcuffs and a cop kneeling on their necks. That's all we're saying. We're not saying your life doesn't matter. And that's what people need to understand. We're not saying life doesn't matter. We're saying, including your life, black life matter as well. Exactly. That's all that statement is saying. It's not saying your life doesn't matter. Yes, your life matters. The, the, the Caucasian, the white people of the world, yes, your life matters. But we're, what we're saying, what the Black Lives Matter movement is, is saying, hey, in addition to your life being yeah. matter, Black Lives Matter as well. Like, like treat us like treat we're, us like good. we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're equal. That's it's, all we're saying. We're treat dying. Us like we're equal. We're literally dying that's, right so in front of you. That is the narrow-mindedness I'm, 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 I'm trying to say. Like when Drew Brees is saying, yo, disrespecting the flag bro it's not about the flag and he's not trying to disres disrespect the flag he's trying to highlight the injustice of this nation bro and that's what you you oblivious to by making that statement like oh my god it's what were you gonna say for no it <laughs> ren is going yeah, in right yeah, so, man, so it's, it's it's very dude. simple to me it's it's love and hate and in my almost 30 years of life, I realized that a lot of people just don't have love in their heart. Um, they don't have compassion. Um, if the tables were turned and I was a Caucasian human being, I would, I would see that, yo, someone should not, you know, die with, an, with, with someone's neck, someone's knee in their neck. It's just simple to me. Like, it's just not right. Like, we've seen enough. Like, 
So for you, for people of you know Caucasian descent to make these statements, it shows that they they have no compassion. They just don't care, and that's the that's what it is. People are what they show you. They are what they say. Just that simple. We don't have to try to. They they shouldn't ex- try to explain themselves after. I don't want to hear from Drew Brees. I don't want to hear from anyone who makes statements that you know show their true character. Well, let's get to uh, that's the end of the second half, man. Um, let's go in and get to. Well, no, not Detroit, right? We're going Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Third quarter, Green Bay Packers. Damn, man, that was that was halftime was emotional, bro. I'm not even yeah, afraid. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yo, Green Bay Packers, third quarter. We got Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, man, Aaron is falling. Nah. I, Nah, I don't, I don't like. Dude, yeah. I'm seeing. So, I'm talking about fantasy where the draft wise. I'm talking. About, I'm not talking about individual no, party I, I, like Craig has been talking about and putting it out in the air saying he's horrible and he's not good. I I agree with you on that stance, and I don't understand why. Simply because I see a Rod being ranked a lot in like in a lot of um, rankings. He's like between eight, not even eight, like nine and twelve, right? Yeah. And to me, it's crazy. He has he has the weapons. He can throw the football. Like, his best receiver was out half the year last year. Devin Funches is there. Like, you understand what I'm saying? I just don't understand it. Like, <laughs> when, when it's all said and done. Funches is there now? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, when it's all said and done, like, and that's your, that's your Robin. So, when it's all said and done and we look back at the season and A-Rod finishes probably top five or number five, people are going to be like, well, we're not surprised. That's you, you understand what I'm saying? Like I, I don't get why he's being treated the way he's being treated. He has a running game, he has the weapons, he could throw the football. That's fantasy success. Yeah. And he dict he he changes all the coaches' plays, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he he does. He he definitely does that. Um So all right, so Aaron Rodgers, I great talent, right? Great talent. But you're um the reason why people are like so down on him is because what they what they did in the draft, right? They brought in a new quarterback and they drafted running backs. No receiver, no receiver at all. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, right, so there, I'm I'm looking at that as in, all right, Aaron Rodgers, you you were able to sling the ball all over the field all you want, blah blah blah. Not this year. We're gonna run the ball. And you can see it. Like, if you look at last season and see how they played, that's they run the ball a lot last year. Yo, Green Bay was the team that you're looking for wide receiver um, numbers you go to. The Jordy Nelson of the world, man, Jordy Nelson was fire, like, when he was, when, oh, when yeah, he was when on he was Green Bay. Bay yeah. You understand what but I'm saying? But you need that Robin. Uh, yeah, um, Adams like Adams wasn't wasn't the the Batman back then. It was Jordy Nelson, and yeah. Adams was just the Robin. Yeah. And um, but they're changing they're changing the dynamic of that offense. They they're they're changing the dynamic. You know, the new coach wants want to run the ball, and that's why he went out in the draft and he drafted who he wanted. You know what I mean? He drafted the players that he wanted. He drafted running back in AJ Dillon. Um, he drafted, you know what I mean? He drafted, uh, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, Jordan so, Love. The Jordan, Jordan Love, um, a quarterback, drafted a tight end. So they're trying to play the short ball. They, they think they have 
wide receiver. They have enough wide receivers to help him out. Um, so I don't think it's a, a sling. You know, that's that was a thing that um, a Rod was able to sling the ball all over the field and Two. all that stuff. I don't. I think they're trying a- to change their game. A Rod had three thousand two hundred sixty-six yards, twenty-three touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, he had four fumbles, but. And only four receptions, interceptions. <laughs> but that's crazy, and he did that a lot without De- uh, Devontae being yeah. there. Yeah, 242 fantasy points, bro. But how many of those went to um, the running back? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, we can speak about Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams all day long. I mean, right. Aaron Jones had 58 targets and 46 receptions for 431 yards. Exactly. Three touchdowns. So it's a short game. But that is I, like short how, game. I like how we're talking about um, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. So, by the way, I would quarantine. Dude, um, you got to quarantine uh, uh, Aaron Jones, um, Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, I got to quarantine Aaron Rodgers, and I got to quarantine Devontae Adams. Yeah, all day um, long. So, wait, There's no so questions about that. Before moving, before moving on, uh, let's have some fun with Aaron Rodgers. Um, where, um, <laughs> where would you pick him? Yeah, what round would you pick Aaron Man, Rodgers? Man, Aaron, unfortunately, is going around like 10, 11, I think it is right now on average. Um... I think he's a wide receiver one, I would say. No, Rodgers, not Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, Rodgers, I think, is a quarterback one. Yeah, all day long. So yeah. I would, I want to be upset if someone picks him in the seventh round, sixth round, eighth round. Yeah, we had someone in our league that kept on picking him up in the first round for two years straight. It wasn't the first. It was like the second round. Nah, dude, it was the first round, bro. It was the second round. <laughs> and it wasn't me, by the way, people. <laughs> He's, uh, his current ADP right now is... 89. So he's yep. going really, really Nine, late. 9 10. Yeah, really Nine, late. Ten. Yeah. Really late. So, um, I mean, that, the question is do you trust him enough with the offensive line to be your starting quarterback? So let me. Uh, yes, mm. I trust him enough to um, have him as my starting quarterback for sure. Um, but he's ranked before and after a couple of players that I have questions about. So I want to have some fun with this thing. All right, let's go. Um, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins? Aaron Rodgers. Right. Aaron I, Rodgers. I agree with that. I yeah, agree with Aaron that. Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is ranked right now, right now in the 2020, um, according to, um, what is this, uh, fantasy data, um, I would say Aaron Rodgers is ranked 10th while Deshaun Jackson is um, Deshaun, sorry, Watson. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is ranked 6th. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So but you would. No, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. But I'm not, it's not like a big gap. With I know, him. I know. But Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees? <sighs> Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah, okay. Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan, because they air they air out the ball a lot. Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Jeez, I would Tom say Brady. I would say Aaron Rodgers over Matt Ryan. No way. No way. No way. They throw the ball way they, too that, much. You, you think they yeah. throw the ball more than all? Uh, oh yes. Hell yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm you glad know, you right. said that. You're right, because yeah. because they have no running backs right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they have you said no. But that. if you look at what Matt Ryan did last year, I think Matt Ryan passed the ball probably second to. Um, James Winston, like he was passing the ball a lot. I'm gonna last year. let's have some more fun here because I, I actually wrote this down. So I'm gonna share a knowledge, and I shouldn't be saying this. Hopefully, nobody from our league is listening. <laughs> fantasy, <laughs> fantasy success has a lot to do with volume. So 
you you want you want receivers from from Atlanta. Matt Ryan threw the ball six hundred and sixteen times, which was third in the NFL. Yep. Jameis Winston was second. I know. Trivia for you. <laughs> Crazy. Trivia for you, though. Trivia. Hold is on. always up there, yo. <laughs> but he has the weapons to do it. Jeez. That's why I think Brady's going to have a monster year. But let me ask you guys a question. Who was number one? And I bet you guys won't, won't, won't guess. I'm giving you guys one attempt each. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll let C go yeah, first. Really? You're let C go? You guys, won't, you guys <laughs> won't guess who it was because I was shocked. And the... the so people's stock went up a lot this uh, earlier today when I was doing my research. <sighs> Go ahead, C. I'm, I'm going to say Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are you serious? <laughs> Can I get serious? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Who was number one in passing attempts in 2019? Garoppolo. Are you, dude, can you be serious? <laughs> you weren't on time. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Man, he only had. He only had twenty more attempts than Matt Ryan, and actually Brady was four. Um, Brady had thirteen less attempts. So they, they all people. The ones in the top four were. So very, very I'm, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. That's wrong. But Dak Prescott, I think, was fifth or sixth. All right. Who do you right. got? All right, for me, uh, for me, just looking at the quarterback class, I would say probably Carson Wentz. No, it was Jared Goff. Wow. It was Jared Goff. Yeah, because uh, Cooper, Cooper Cup and yeah. Robert Woods and Robert Woods went and, nuts last yeah, year. Yeah, and then and then uh, you know Gurley they were was, playing. Gurley was, was out. They were playing from behind, from a, behind lot. a lot. Yeah. yeah so I was shocked sense. when I see that too. Trust me, some people's stocks went through the roof. <laughs> Remember, I told you I was doing fantasy for like two, three hours. I'm like, no, this I is know, crazy. I, I get it. I understand. And and that's like I'm looking at the rankings. Like I would take Aaron Rodgers right now, because um, you know what? I like to play. Like I'll, I'll pick a quarterback off emotions. And when I say emotions, like. Aaron Rodgers has something to prove right now. Yeah. He has – he's going to show the Green Bay Packers <laughs> why they made a mistake of drafting And then he's going to leave. Like, and uh, then he's going to leave. He's, yeah. Yo, this is probably going to be Aaron Rodgers' best year. Yeah. Yo, I mean, best as, year. You, as we say, the David Funches is now on Green Bay, yeah. right? And he needs to have a breakout year because when he went to the Colts, he didn't do anything. He didn't, and he, but and he, he did injured. well with, with, with the Panthers. Yeah, so. with the Panthers, yeah. yeah. But he was injured with the Colts, and you expected him to do great. Now he's with Green Bay. Do you think he becomes that number two guy? Do you think he becomes that Robin over, Mar- uh, over Marquez Valdez-Scatlin and Lazard? Yes, because he has a track record. He was, he was actually the number one um, for the Panthers. He had, he had um, actually in 2017, um, the year 2017, 63 uh, receptions, 840 yards, eight touchdowns. Um, for the four years with Carolina, 163 receptions, 2,233 yards, and 21 touchdowns. So he's been a really good uh, wide receiver. And I think in a good receiving core, he's a, he's a Robin. So behind Devontae, he's a Robin. Um, and I think... That like to Ren's point, it it actually helps uh, A Rod to have that massive year. So I see. I wouldn't be shocked if A Rod finishes top five easily. It wouldn't be a surprise to me. Top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. My um. So yeah. So Aaron Aaron Rodgers for me is definitely quarantine. Um. 
Aaron Jones is a quarantine. Devontae Adams is a quarantine. Jamal Williams is a quarantine. The long, like, there's a The thing, though, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Jones won't have the year that he had last year. No, I know. I know. But in the, anytime I say somebody's a quarantine, the round matters. Yes. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? The round matters. And funny enough, even though they just signed Funches, right? I personally think this dude is going to be the upside guy. Like, he'll be probably wide receiver four or five for me. Um, Lazard, and I think he can have like a really breakout year because he's just watching watching the end of the season last year, and Allison's gone, and um, MV, MVS is not pulling his weight. I, I personally think like Aaron Rodgers trust trust this dude, like he trusts Lazard. If you look at a couple of the games, he you know, he will go to him repeatedly. Yeah. Like when, and when that's you what I'm saying. Do you think Funches is going to be that guy? I, I think I, Lazard it, may be. Lazard can't, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that it's Lazard oppor- can His be. opportunity is there. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, I know he didn't have a big role last year, but I can see that trust between him and Rodgers. Um, and I think, I, I think that, because, look, dude only had, dude only had, like, 29 targets last year, right? Yeah. Not a lot, right? Yo, yeah. um, MVS had 45 targets, right? Well, he but, had 30, Lazard had 32 targets. He had 24 receptions out of the 32 for that for time. For the 12 games? No. 13, 13 games. So, and, and so look how close the, uh, the reception is between MVS and Lazard. And they have the same amount of touchdowns. No, I'm sorry. Lazard, I'm sorry. MVS had more touchdowns. But, but if you look at their stats, they're pretty reception-wise – they have the same amount of reception, so I know that Aaron Rodgers is gaining trust in that dude. Their yardage is not that, you know, that not that out off. It's only a hundred, a hundred yards over. But he had like MVS had more targets, but at the end of the year, you can see that M- um, Lazar was coming into his own. Yeah. Now before we go into the fourth quarter, I wanted to break that down now, because they had they, they both had two touchdowns. Their fantasy points were about the same, seventy three and. Um, I think uh, Marquez had uh, 78 fantasy points, right? Mm-hmm. If we go back to the Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, now they had more targets, right? You know, Jamal Williams had 135 points in fantasy. Um, Aaron Jones obviously had about 257. If Lazard goes up in targets, do you think it will decrease Jamal Williams? Possibly. Listen, Jamal Williams may even be affected by A.J. Dillon. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, too. <laughs> so, that whole – so I'm not high on the, the, the whole the running back backfield. Back with, with Aaron um, Jones and all Yeah, them. with all of them. Because yeah. um, it's a I'm lot actually, going on. It's there. a lot going on. I heard the coach say the other day that he wouldn't mind running three running backs. Yeah. So it's more of a COVID to me uh, because you're not going to get Aaron Jones in the third round, late third round. Someone's going to draft him high, and I think it's going to be a mistake. My opinion. Well, let's go ahead and go to the fourth quarter here, man. We have Detroit Lions, the team that no one ever wants to go to, (laughs) to play for. Hey, man. Um, I'll let PJ start, man, because I have have (laughs) quite. All right, so Matthew Stafford, um, he played eight games, I think, last year. Um, 2,499 yards, 19 touchdowns. Um, 291 attempts. So, yeah. dude was on fire. He played half the season. I had Kelly, Kenny Galladay. 
I know someone in our league who is obsessed with him. Um, <laughs> just completely obsessed. He's been trying to trade him. Did, didn't trade I trade you him? him? I trade you him. I tr- did I trade you, Galladay? I think you did. You traded yeah. away a lot Yo, of let's people. Yo, let's calm you down with that, bro. Let's kill- Kenny bro, Galladay. I asked you one question, bro. No, I just asked you one question. That, you know? like, there are people in the league that just trade to trade. Trade to trade. He's <laughs> one of them. Yeah, he's one of them. So <laughs> for people who don't know, C is the type of guy, and I kid you not, Ren can vouch on this. You'll wake up at like 6 in the morning and you've seen a trade come in from C at like 4 in the morning. <laughs> and he ain't, you've been talking to this guy the day before. And he just send you a random trade that's some BS. And I'm like, he does this often. Like, he really trades to trade. He trades to trade. He feel like if he's not trading. First of all, I never traded with you. There's a problem. Like, I never he, traded with you. I never traded with you, right? I, no, I agree. I never really presented. I, like, I presented trades to you. And you try to get like. I try. You want to come on this show and say what? No, it's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What's that keyword you want to say? You trade to trade, bro. That's all. We don't want to go to that keyword. You trade to trade, and I just don't understand it. Like, let's let's go with Stafford, bro. Go with what you were saying about Stafford. Stafford Stafford was on fire. (laughs) Stafford, um, he has two receivers in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Um, If he could stay healthy throughout the season, I think both receivers are a good pick simply because he throws, he slings the ball. Um, the question is his durability. So he's a quarantine for me. Um, a healthy Stafford is much better than we've been talking about Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson. I think he would finish yeah. higher than them yeah. if he is healthy. He needs to be healthy. He man. needs to be healthy. And Marvin Jones, man, is a sleeper, man. Like, he, he doesn't yeah. get much respect. Dude, uh, and you can, you know, find out exactly. But Marvin is getting, like, 15th, 13th. And, and, and the guy had about, what, uh Let's see here, 193 fantasy points last year. So for him to go to 15th, 14th round, I'm trying to figure out why. Yeah, so. Why? Is it Danny Amendola? The overall, listen, the overall uh, numbers for Marvin Jones look great. But if you guys remember accurately, Marvin Jones had two games where he He just exploded. 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 Yeah. Especially on the touchdown. Um, was he had like three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, 60 yeah. fantasy points. So, and it was like, yo, right. where so did that come from? If you take those out. So let's say let's take he's 40 not points out from that. He is not consistent. consistent. So what you don't know. The thing about it is Marvin Jones is like a fuller. Even though he doesn't get injured as fuller. But Marvin Jones would come into a game and he get, gives you three points. Three points. Yeah. yeah. You want to say what I'm yeah, saying? Man. He, he will disappear in a game. So... You're just hoping he, play, he, he plays out right on while, your bye week. While his overall stat is magnificent, I, I, I shouldn't say magnificent, great. Um, good. Are good. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a target for me. He's not consistent. Like, to make the playoff, right, to make the playoff in any fantasy league in a regular season, um, or especially in our league where it's a – you know, a knowledgeable bunch of guys that's playing this, guys and girls, I'm sorry, guys and girls that's playing this thing. Um, Marvin Jones is just not a wide receiver that I want. And the reason why I don't want Marvin Jones is because he's not consistent. I don't know when to start him, you know what I mean? And taking a shot on him, I get it, but I feel like all his good weeks is going to be on my bench, and it's going to hurt me the most (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? But maybe the fact that maybe this was a result of Stafford not being there because Stafford trusts him. Yeah. And Stafford know 
how he plays. So it could be um, it could be a result of Stafford not being there last year. Uh, so he's not completely a COVID for me, but at the same time, I'm skeptical. If he if he's in certain rounds, and I look at the players around him. I may choose him over the players that I'm seeing. Um, cause he's a great backup. He's a great backup. He's a great number two. Yeah, he's a great number two. He's a great number two. Just have on your bench uh, just a, to be. Yeah, he's a good flex. Just, flex. just to be ready. Just to Let be ready. Let me ask you guys a question. Let's have a little fun here because I'm a wide receiver guy. So we talked about three top wide receivers over the over the past two years, your year and a half, and, and going into this year, which was Kenny Galladay, Thielen, and Allen Robinson. Rank those three for me. I'm sorry, repeat them. Kenny Galladay, Thielen, and Allen Robinson. Rank those three. All right, so there's a contingency for me. So if Stafford is the quarterback, uh, Galladay is first, Thielen is second, and um, who was the next one? Allen Allen Robinson Robinson will be third for me. I I like that. Yeah, same movie. So I'm going to throw um, some some sledgehammer in there. And that's based on last year. Okay. Going, so going into this year. Going into this year. I'm not basing it off last year. I'm going into this year. year I'm then, basing it on my emotions, man. Going into okay, this year. Going this year, I would go Thielen over. Um, I would Galladay. go Thielen. Yeah, then Thielen, Galladay, and then Robinson. Okay. All right. So I'm going to throw DJ Moore and Juju Smith in there. Yeah, you can scratch those. those yeah, those are still going to be under those two. So I would go DJ Moore. under those three. They're crazy, under those three. Yeah, crazy enough, I'll probably go DJ Moore over Juju, but they're still going that three. Yeah, those yeah, top three. Those top, top three are yeah, higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And all right, so I know you say you will rank Thielen over Galladay. Um, I understand what Thielen did uh, 2018. Last year was a fluke, but vice versa, man. Like if you look at what Galladay was doing in the beginning of the year when he had Stafford, Stafford, Stafford was like if Stafford continued on the projection that it was, he was gonna he was gonna have a monster year over 5,000 yards. Right? I, yeah, I agree and, with you. I agree with you on that. But I think what what I'm looking at is. Stafford has three receivers that he's going to throw to, right? He has Galladay. He has Edelman. He has C.J. Uh, Hawkinson, I believe. Hawkinson's over there. He yeah. has Mar- Marvin Jones Marvin Jr. Carry on Johnson. Carry on is out there. Too. Swift is going to be over yeah. there too, trying to mess up things. No, but man. I think, but listen, right. I, ahead, I think, I think with Minnesota not having nobody, <laughs> I mean, they're going to hey, try Jeff- to put I'm in Jefferson. There. Jefferson's there, but I he's think- more. He's close to the Thielen. I, I would I would lean towards when I would take Galladay over Thielen, but you'd be splitting hairs. Yeah, it's splitting hairs. It's splitting hairs. Splitting hairs. And and here I'm not saying that I'm right or you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong, but yeah, I know I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm looking at this. If Stafford is healthy, and that's the key thing for my Galladay pick. If Stafford is healthy and and Stafford um, start the season how he did last year, I think Galladay is gonna eat so much. It's ridiculous. Um, if I understand you're saying Swift is there, you know what I mean. Carry on Johnson is there, and whatever. But if you ever, if you look at Detroit track record since um, Stafford's been there, I don't even think what running back have done well in that offense because yeah. they they don't really utilize it. Stafford don't really. Stafford loves throwing the ball. Yeah, that's his mo. He likes throwing the ball, and I think the, and the running backs suffer as a result of that. I think Swift will be. I know a lot of people are, you know, wary about Swift, Carrion Johnson, Carrion Johnson, Swift. But I think Swift is going to have, a, like, a lot of value as a result of that because Stafford is a passer, man. He's He reminds me of, like, um, uh, Green Bay quarterback. Come on, don't tell me 
Brett Favre. Brett Favre. He yeah. can't, like Brett Favre was a passer. You understand what I'm saying? Brett yeah, Favre was a had, slinger. He, he, had, <laughs> he didn't care. He had he had Lacey <laughs> in the background, and Lacey did some great things. But yeah. at the same time, he Damn, where he is, loves where is Lacey. Oh man, the butterball. Um, Jesus, the dude is out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, that's that's how I'm looking at the Detroit offense. Um, that it's gonna be a lot of lot of pass downfield, and he had like Stafford has a strong arm, man, and yeah. it just plays into Galladay's game. So I think Galladay is gonna be a force to reckon with. So that's that's how I'm looking at that. What do you guys think about on Johnson's situation with DeAndre Swift in there now? I would I would actually COVID on Johnson and quarantine DeAndre Swift. The value you're gonna be able to get Swift. I'm actually looking at Swift in my later rounds. Um, do so, you think carry on is is done for DJ? No, I don't think he's done. I think that he probably starts because he know sorry, he knows the offense. Um and he's he's coming off injury. I think that he starts but eventually throughout the season Swift ends up with the role. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it rem- that situation reminds me a lot um like the Bill situation where Gore was yeah. getting the yeah. lion's share up front, and then you know what I mean. Singletary, Singletary came in and took mm-hmm. over. That is exactly how I see that Swift carry on Johnson. Um, back so you just think like the veterans kind of teaching, right? Them. It's yeah. right. It, the veterans, gonna, like, it's not necessarily teaching. It's like the veterans gonna come in there until, and then they were gonna phase, like slowly phase in Swift, and they're gonna realize what Swift brings because. Kerry and Johnson is coming up for a contract, and they're not paying running backs. They're not paying running backs. Right. They drafted Swift that, for that yo, reason. Listen, you know, forget to, that they're not paying him. running backs. They're not paying Carry on. Yeah, they're right. not. He's yeah, just right. too injury prone. They're like, yo, it's not, it's not worth it at this and, point. And Dolphins coughed up on picking him. So hey, you know, who picking up who? Swift. Swift. Yeah, 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 but we got we got thirteen picks next year. So let me ask you this, Hawkinson. Got how, how do you guys feel about that? Where. Where do you guys see? I mean, I like this. I like the targets that he had, but I don't think he's going to be explosive like we think. I, I think Noah Font is probably going to be more explosive than him. I agree with you, but the thing about Noah Fant is that he there's a plethora of weapons around him in Denver, so I'm scared of that. Like, you know what I mean? Same thing. Um, with, same thing with Detroit. If you look at it. No, not really. Yeah, I mean, but Stafford throws the ball more. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know what. Drew Locke is coming with. I'm not saying Drew Locke is not coming with a vengeance. Um, he's a second-year quarterback, and you know what second-year quarterback can do. I can name two that's been the top in the league. So don't, don't sleep on second-year quarterbacks because it looks like in the second year is where, where it is. So I feel like somebody's going to break out this year above, um, you know, Mahomes and, and – um, Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. So, um, so that thing can happen. But at the same time um, – Hawkinson was really good last year, man. Um, his targets were good. The amount, you know, the attention that he was getting, you know, he got, what, 56 targets as a tight end. Yeah. 32 reception. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty good. Um, two touchdowns. He, uh, two touchdowns. That's that's where I have a problem. He's the touchdown, the red zone. And it could be a product of, like, you know, Stafford not being there. But I don't, I don't think that's it. It's just a matter of, like, when it comes to the end zone. Yeah, but Stafford, who's, who's getting the red zone touches? Like oh no, he looks at the back of the like. Let me tell you something about Stafford that I noticed. Right, I've been watching Stafford for years, and it's, it's watching coming. football for years. 
And if you notice when Stafford gets to the red zone, Stafford does not look at the front of the red zone. Like no. He doesn't look at the front of the deep. It's always in the back of the red zone. Those tippy toes, if you have good hands and you can tip, like you can tap your toes, you will get the ball from Stafford. That's if where Galladay and Marvin Jones is kicked in. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, he, and not only, if you look at his prior, like Megatron, Megatron was a beast because yeah. what? In the back of the end zone, that was Megatron's you know, avenue. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's where he will pass that's where the he ball. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So if you look at Stafford's track record, that's what he does. Like When he comes to the red zone, it's not going to be the, Hack- the Hawkinson of the world. It's not going to be the R- on Johnson of the world. Maybe Swift now because Swift have great hands, but he, ho- like, he always look at the back of the end zone. So that's why Marvin Jones or um, Kenny Galladay will still get those uh, red zone Well, let's, you know, let's go with touchdowns. that. So we saw the fact last year Hawkinson only had two touchdowns, right? So we know that, listen, he's not going to be a red zone threat. So why would I be picking up Hawkinson? Why would I think about him if he's no he's nowhere near getting any touchdowns? We're in a PPR league, so yep. receptions um, is a lot. That's so his Yards. his targets alone is uh, thirty two points, right? You know, what I mean, mean, it's one 32, point, 30, well, right? What I'm saying, it's 30, one point, point per, per right? Yeah. So it's thirty two points right there. And then I mean, he, he only has, had eighty points last year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But it's limited amount of games, and then Stafford, Stafford wasn't was there. there. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. He. Stafford looks warm. Like, he's going to be a, a very late pick, and it's going to he's going to his value. Yeah, he's is going been to be going late. Yeah. He's been going really late. Yeah. I mean, but I think Noah is going around like fifteenth or something like that. Fourteenth. The tight end. Late. The tight end class is very deep this year. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm I'm sticking to my philosophy in regards to tight end. I'm not looking at tight ends anywhere yeah. close in the top echelon. Um, so hey. The Kittle people, the Kelsey the, the people, Kelsey people. Go um, right at the it. Andrews people, yeah, and Ertz people, you can go right at it. Because I'm, I'm not focusing on those tight ends at all. I mean, Hawkinson is the number. They rank Hawkinson uh, based on um, fantasy data um, as the number 15 tight end for the season. So he's a wide receiver. Um, he's a tight end, too, which is not bad um, compared to um, a lot of tight ends that's going after him. I don't see anybody below him that I would consider to be anything good, to be honest with you. So, yeah, so Hawkinson will get drafted, you know, will get drafted um, in, in the season coming up. Um, so, yeah. So the people, uh, Kittle, I'd say this. I'm going to say this on the air. I, I shouldn't give you guys this insight. But be careful. <laughs> be very careful drafting Kittle. Sit out, huh? Yes, and just the way how his agent is acting and what the agent is saying, and he's he's probably gonna sit out. But the the thing about the thing about San Fran is that they were winning have. games. They were winning games without him. So if Shanahan want to, Shanahan is like, yo, I use one of my running backs as a tight end. I don't care. And you can sit out and sit out all season. Because don't get me wrong, Kittle is great. But Kittle wasn't the reason they were winning games. Yeah. Yo, before we go into our locker code, just breaking news. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers on this one. Um, Aaron Rodgers re, uh, reacts to Drew Brees' uh, statement and said, and basically just said, "Hey, it's it has never been about an anthem or a flag." Okay, so capitalizing on the moment, huh? I'm, yeah, I'm not even gonna lie, man. Like, so Aaron Rodgers, I had Aaron Rodgers rank up like. I don't know, eight, nine? I think Aaron Rodgers has got just, the five. He just, just got the five just now. 
Hey, we did say he's going to leave a mark this year. He's, he's going to leave a He's starting early, huh? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That is, Ooh, that's that is terrible. That is terrible <laughs> when your peers, your peers is telling you that, yo, you are ignorant as hell when, if you're thinking that Kaepernick kneeling was about the flag, the flag or, yeah. or, or, the or the anthem. And, and that, even then, that, that, if you really want to break down the anthem... That is a call out. If you really want to break down the anthem, then you need to go back on your history and actually know what the actual anthem anthem is. Because it's cut off. Michael Thomas fell today because of this stuff. (laughs) Michael Thomas' stock fell because of this too. I don't think I don't think his stock went down. No, as as in drafting him. Because it's there's gonna be confusion there, bro. It's not Oh well yeah. I mean I don't think so. I mean I just I don't think it fell. I think think from a fantasy from a fantasy standpoint. No, I understand what you're saying. That Drew Brees um you know the line may not block is yeah, yeah. that's what the issue is gonna happen. If he I, gotta I, throw Michael Thomas a ball, he may it, not be able to get it to him. But this is the thing, though. If you have Michael Thomas or you're planning on drafting Michael Thomas, I would still draft Michael Thomas, and I'm gonna explain to you why I say that. Because regardless, say so. Say for in, for instance, the you know the line is upset about what Drew Brees said, or the team is upset at what Drew Brees said, and they decided that, like, dude, we're not going to block for you, or we're going to get you, I'm gonna, we're gonna get you hurt. Yeah. yeah. Or, when you lean on a or, line, someone could whisper, hey, I'm going to let you through. Let's knock him the Yeah, or, or, <laughs> you or trip if, and, you trip or and if, tie your, try to tie your shoe yeah. Right. Or, 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 or the other part of it, where the defense, like, people on the defense is like, yo, I'm, I'm going to knock this dude out. Yeah. I'm, this in is practice, my goal yeah. today. Like, yeah. no, not even their defense. I'm talking about in games where defense will, like, you know, yeah. right, that, what New Orleans is known for that was targeting people. Yeah. Like, you know they what I mean? don't target you. Right. Somebody decide, like, we're going to target Drew Brees, and I'm, yo, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this dude. Yeah. All I it is feel, is right in I feel huddle. like his health is going to be a problem. Yeah, because you're going to be in a huddle. Remember that's, what that's he said. What it is. Remember that's what he said in that huddle. huddle. The health is going to be a problem. The health is going to be a problem. So this is why I say still draft, still draft um, Thomas. Michael Thomas. Because if he, if he gets injured, who is coming in? Gunslinger. Gunslinger. <laughs> Gunslinger. Crab legs all day. Crab yeah. legs is going to throw Crab legs in New Orleans. Like, I'm yo. telling you, he's going to do his dirt, man. And what do we what are we so looking at the locker code prediction here? Bold prediction. Bold prediction. Dalen finishes top five receivers in the NFL yeah. fantasy this year. Man, I actually agree with you on that. All right. So my bold prediction is um, Kirk Cousins finishing the top ten this year. That's super bold. Yeah. That's my bold prediction. Kirk Cousins finishing the top ten. I'm glad we all we have records of these now. Yeah, we have. We can always. Go back and look at all this stuff and review all this stuff. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna think of me like I'm crazy right here, but I think with what Breeze said, they may not make the playoffs. I can see that happening. I, I, yeah, I can. <laughs> In I can, times like these, yeah, man. I can definitely see that happening. I'm not even gonna lie, yo. I, 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 I can see that happening for sure. Yo, that's going to be it for us. Thank you for listening to Locker Code with C, Ren, and PJ. Be sure to check us out on the Locker Code on Twitter, the Locker Code podcast on Instagram, Facebook, all of that. We'll be back with you guys next week. Everyone out there, please be safe. Hey, uh, for me, man, uh, continue to protest. um, Continue to believe in what you believe in. Yeah, man. and uh, continue to, you know, fight for justice, fight for change, fight for, um, you know, 
fight for non-racism like yeah. you don't want racism so um just continue to do what you do um but i'm happy that sports is coming back slowly but surely um you know the nba recently trying to do that um 22 games yeah. series and all that stuff i'm happy for that um Roger Goodell, just try to do some actions, man. Um, regardless if you, it's, it goes against whatever fabric you believe in, you have to show people that, you know, injustice is not tolerated. Um, discrimination is not tolerated. Racism is not tolerated. You have, you have a league full of black young men. Um, majority of your league is a minority. Yeah, man. So you have to show support, some support to them, not only support to the owners. Yeah. That's, just, that's just my take on that. Yeah, guys, man, just keep doing what you do. Black Lives Matter. Love you, my kings, my queens, man. Just keep doing you guys. Any final thoughts on you, bro? Good. You guys said enough. You guys said it all. We had enough. Okay. Had enough. Let's rock out. Okay.